what what would you say are the kind of the, the, the five main reasons why legacy sim platforms no longer work anymore i mean what 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 are your thoughts on that i i mean i may, I may even argue that uh they never really worked <laughs> like <laughs> we always kind of tried to force them to work i mean it's probably harsh for me to say that in reality because you know well, but, no i think you said earlier that they you know they were designed for one thing and then they were being forced to forced to be used for, for something else right yeah i mean i think i think the first thing is that they, they were just they were built in a different era so if i think about like the scale side is like the, the first one i would say right mm-hmm. so these companies these products were built let's think about like splunk and elastic as like you know two big like you know two commonly used applications, right? They were designed in the early 2010s and largely haven't really changed since then, but the world has changed significantly since then. So there's the first thing. It's like legacy architectures that have a very difficult time scaling. That's always, that's always the first problem that most people hit. Kind of related to that also is the cost side. So because these were designed in a different time when data volumes were much lower, the, the pricing models didn't really scale. So if you ask, you know, any CISO why they don't like Splunk, they'd be like, because it costs me, you know, $5 million a year. And it's crazy because yeah. we're barely sending, you know, a quarter of our data or something. And, you know, I'm probably exaggerating, but it's, it's, you know, it's the same point, which is it's, it's cost does not correlate to its value. And I think, a, again, a reason of that is that it was designed in a different time. It wasn't designed for security and it was kind of a, an afterthought for the company until they started realizing that there was a really core use case here. And then, you know, you fast forward to now and it's, it may be a majority of their revenue now is security. So, so scale cost, third one would be ops. So the operational overhead with these tools too, kind of also to the same point, which is that they were designed in a different time. The, uh, the burden of having to manage systems and upgrade systems and just even think about it is is so high for security teams and they shouldn't have to worry about it security teams should only focus on security they shouldn't have to focus on the operational side of running a tool and that's why this shift into SaaS is so important and that's why we made a very at panther we made a very intentional decision to switch to SaaS um when when we were sort of in the midst of our product market fit, we were like, okay, SaaS is going to be what we're going to double down into. And we're just going to do that because it, it really goes the most in line with our mentality of, you know, security teams are bogged down constantly and it gives them one less thing to worry about. It sort of transfers that ownership onto us and it transfers the burden to us, which we're totally fine with. We're building this tool constantly. We're, we're honestly better suited to run it than anyone else. So we should. And security teams shouldn't have to worry about it, you know. And we can we can do our due diligence, and and we can get our SOC two, we can get our you know ISO twenty seven thousand one, we can get all these different things that show the controls that we have in place as a vendor, and you know, maybe more importantly, also is like just the fact that we're really rooted in security as as a culture and as a business. Like I'm a security person as a founder. And there's a, a handful of other people uh, as leaders in my company who also come from that. So I think that goes a long way as well. 
So scale cost ops, those are three. I think the fourth one is really around, well, I think there's like two more. So there's like the speed element and then there's like the flexibility element. And I may just like end up relating this back to things that I like about Panther, but I I think I'll I'll speak very generally, which is that, you know, these, these sims are also fairly slow. So as instant responders or as security people, time is really important because if someone finds a valid credential, if they find a vulnerability in some system, they get inside, there's no limit to really where they could go. And like they, they can use things like Python scripts and they can use things like automated crawlers and they can just like start hitting things right away and start exfilling data as, as fast as they can. So being able to catch attackers really quickly is so, so important. And as security people, we'd, you know, we'd run a query and then we'd wait like 20 or 30 minutes sometimes, depending on how much data is in there. And that it's just in an incident when, when your hair's on fire, it just doesn't really work. And the last one really is just around like the, the, the ability to interact with the data. So because security data is so un, typically unstructured, we have to just deal with normalizing it. And, and you know, now it's, it's ETL, which is a massive industry, but that burden of, of having to deal with all these different formats was also something that I think played into the scale element a little bit. It played into the, um, you know, having a robust enough language to interact with that data. That'd probably be my fifth one. And the other thing I'll say is we're kind of in the third wave, I would say of security platforms, like the first wave being those actual purpose-built SIMs. I'm trying to remember what was the one that I used when I was really, really, young insecurity. I think, I think I could say like the Q radars, the logarithms, the alien vaults, like these were purpose-built tools for this exact thing, right? You would send it log data, we'd send you an alert and say, hey, this system might be compromised, go look at it. You go look at it and you'd be like, nope, this is a false positive. But mm. you know, those things didn't really end up scaling to the point where you could have, you know, like in the, in the early 2010s, if you had like thousands or tens or hundreds of thousands of systems, they ended up just, just spitting out know more or less nonsense and then people just stopped using them yeah and then kind of like death by alerts right yeah i think also the flexibility side played into it as well because in a lot of those sims you didn't even have the option to really write your own stuff and then you know here comes splunk here comes elastic whoever else splunk really is like the the bigger one from that era and people are like, oh, well, I can put more data in this and I have a little bit better of a time searching it because ultimately that's what we wanted to do, right? We wanted to just put a bunch of data in and, and have more control. I think that was kind of the key as to like why we started using Splunk um, as security people. And then we kind of came full circle again and now it's like, oh yeah, well, now that doesn't scale. And now that has these issues and you know, we're kind of back to where we were before. And it's this sort of reinvention that's happening um, where we're rebuilding these tools specifically for security, but with the primitives that actually allow us to scale to meet the needs of like a modern tech company. So we're kind of in this like other, this new wave, this like renaissance that's like kind of happening again. 